My name is Mary Grace, and you're listening to the Homebody Podcast. Here, we explore embodiment as interstellar beings, practicing how to live more fully as creatures of both the stars and the earth. These spiritually and artfully minded conversations intersect astrology, creative practices, intuition, magic, healing, poetry, and a deep love for the natural world. My hope is to enliven you so we can co-create possible regenerative futures, to encourage you so together we can become dynamic agents of beauty, fully awake with our power intact. Let us be intentional as we approach the creation and caretaking of life, and let's make room for inquiry, sensitivity, and joy. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome. Today we're going to cover the astrology for the second half of October, including Jupiter and Mercury stationing direct, the full moon in Aries, and the sun and Mars moving into Scorpio. A lot of change, a lot of changes of power and dynamics, especially in those last few days of the month. And in general, it feels a lot like a preparation or a rumbling for some of the more challenging weather coming up in November. If you would like to hear a channeled message for the month, go back and listen to the Astro Forecast episode from two weeks ago, where I share a message towards the end of the episode. The more we get into October, or the more I get into October's energy and weather, the more that download is making sense. There is this sense of preparation, of rearranging what and where we are able to this month as a way of taking care. And we are also still living under that umbrella of the Libra new moon up until the 20th. So those significations and values that we talked about in the previous forecast episode are still relevant as we move through the next few days. Some announcements before we jump into the astrology. We have a free class coming up inside of our free online portal on Friday, October 27th, taught by one of our kin members, Sarah Johnstone. And the name of the class is called Locating Self. It's a presentation and facilitated discussion about finding belonging as a person, living on land that isn't necessarily someone else's, and how to recall practices of one's own lineage to cultivate a sense of belonging and care. You can find out more about what that entails and what will be covered in RSVP in the link below in the show notes. Also, many of you know I'm a really huge fan of email as a way to create and maintain relationship with folks online, not the least of which because I am a a highly introverted and sensitive human being, and it's a very intimate way to communicate that also has a lot of, feels like, kind of protection in it as well. I've had a lot of conversations with you all on Zoom about how to set it up or how to structure your email to serve what you're doing in the world. And the platform that I use to send and manage all my emails and segments and subscribers is called Flowdesk. And it is by far the easiest, the most beautiful platform that I've used. And I have used many over the past 10 plus years. And 
I have many creative talents, but graphic design is certainly not one of them. But Flowdesk makes it really, really easy to craft a beautiful email with a wide selection of really gorgeous templates and fonts and colors to choose from. So even if you don't have like branding colors and things like that, it's really, really easy to make something coherent and beautiful inside of there. Flowdesk is also the most affordable platform that I've used and Many email service providers will let you start for free, but as you grow in the subscribers that you have, the cost per month grows as well, and it can get very, very expensive very quickly. So if you use the code HOMEBODY, H-O-M-E-B-O-D-Y, it's all caps, to sign up for Flowdesk before November 2nd, you can lock in $19 a month forever, which is the crazy cheapest price ever, and... The reason that there is a deadline on that for November 2nd is that Flowdesk is moving out of beta and it will likely get more expensive after that. So if you want a really good service and access to all of their tools and templates and structures that really make email easy, I would highly recommend and strongly suggest that you lock in that $19 a month deal if that's something that feels really opportune for you. Even if you don't have a website yet or you don't know what your business is yet or not sure how you're going to use it, it's a really good opportunity and a really amazing rate. And also when you sign up with the code HOMEBODY before November 2nd, I'll also send you a pre-recorded tutorial and tour on how you can set it up for yourself so it can be a really easy switch or even a really easy first-time introduction into the world of email service provider. So if you have any questions about that, you can send me a message inside of our Homebody portal. And with that, I will get to the Astro for the rest of October. All right, the third week of October brings us to even more forward motion. So the first couple weeks we had Pluto stationing direct, we had Saturn stationing direct, and we have even more of that moving forward progressive energy happening towards the second half of October. And we also get some little moments of benefic boosts. And while we're having a rather heated Mercury retrograde, which is, you know, not without its helpful moments. So we're grateful for those where we get them. On Friday, October 15th, the sun trines Jupiter in Aquarius. So Jupiter is stationary at this point, and they are both an air sign. So Jupiter's in Aquarius, the sun is in Libra, both air signs. And Jupiter's not really moving because Jupiter is getting ready to turn direct. So it feels like attempts at optimism or opportunities and attempts to shine or boost or generate and while it not it's not particularly strong help or strong hands from the king it's also not nothing so it's a nice little gift or opportunity or even a generative pause perhaps that gives us a glimmer or of a promising picture on october 17th Mercury is at this point now visible again in the sky and perhaps bringing some of that visibility to the messages or the projects, some of the solutions that maybe haven't worked out yet, but they start to become apparent or visible. If we think of Mercury retrograde sort of driving backwards in a tunnel, light at the end of the tunnel is visible now. And some of the things that Mercury has been working on, perhaps that you've been working on, we start to see maybe what some answers or solutions to those problems could be. And on the 17th, not only is Mercury now visible at this point, but Mercury is making a soft 
helpful aspect to Venus, really bringing the light of the torches and the horses and the enthusiasm, perhaps the long distance reach to whatever Mercury is trying to accomplish or review or get to the end of at this point. The following day on October 18th, we have a very energetic day. Jupiter will station direct and Mercury will station direct a few hours later. So we can think of planets stationing as sort of like an exclamation point, especially when they station direct. So think of the 18th as having this sort of double exclamation point happening at different points in the sky. Jupiter's actually been retrograde since May 23rd, and this change of direction indicates this final chapter, this wrapping up of their time in Aquarius. So whatever Jupiter has been helping Saturn accomplish that area of your life, perhaps lightening some of the heavy burdens as best they can, maybe it's limited in the help they can provide, but it's still help none of the less. But Jupiter's transit here is now coming to an end because now that Jupiter is going direct, they are making their way back into their own kingdom of Pisces where they will return to officially at the end of the year, the very tail end of the year. So I think with thinking about Saturn has moved direct this month, Jupiter is also just stationed direct, and both of those are happening in Aquarius. So Thinking about that area of your life or the topics of that area of your life, what are those for you? They've probably been coming up a lot this year. And it's likely that, especially with it being a Saturnian ruled sign with Saturn there, there may have been a heavy load or some heavy responsibilities or commitments that have really asked a lot of you. And with thinking of Jupiter having been there, what are some of the solutions or opportunities or helps that have been made available, or maybe Jupiter's presence has just been like an extra hand helping to hold up heavy things. So what wrapping up is there still to be done in that area of your life? Is that a process that we can move forward with intentionally, knowing that this particular chapter of Jupiter offering a really direct helping hand with these topics is not yet at the end, but it is coming to a close. Even though Jupiter is not able to be as Santa Claus in their nature in Aquarius as they can be other places, it has been more of a stringent allowance, but it has likely made some things more bearable during their stay here. And if you have planets or personal planets close to 22 degrees of Aquarius, Scorpio, Taurus, or Leo, Jupiter may be able to now offer some progress or some healing, some opportunities, perhaps even a gift in some particular way through that exchange. And if when I say like the Aquarius topics of your life or the Aquarius topics of your chart, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can find at the link below a free resource to help you navigate what that is for you. As I said earlier, Mercury also stations direct on this day. So we're still on October 18th. So Mercury is now visible. Mercury is now direct and going to start to pick up in energy, pick up in pace. So any projects, transactions, business or communications that are associated with these mercurial concerns, school, study, will now be able to move forward and find some resolution or solution of some kind. This retrograde has been really sort of bookended by a helpful hand from Jupiter. And so now 
on forward into the 31st or November 1st, depending on where you live, we might, we're going to get like a, a bookend with Jupiter, perhaps some good news or some big news regarding the projects or adventures that Mercury has been working on in your life and in the world. <laughs> On Wednesday, October 20th, we have the full moon in Aries. And with this full moon coming up, I've been thinking back to the episode on the new moon in Aries back in the spring. I'll link it below. I don't remember the name of the episode exactly, but I'll make sure it's in the show notes. But some of the themes that were coming up around that episode were I was sharing about being or becoming your own hero or Shiro S slash hero, however you want to think about it. How is that journey going, right? How is that process of becoming the person who puts on the cape instead of waiting for the rescue? And as I mentioned in the episode for the beginning of October, these new and full moons right now, starting in December, I'm sorry, starting in September, so last month moving through November, they're highly influenced by Mars. They're heavily influenced by Mars. And this is definitely true for this full moon as well. So at the point at which we you know, step into that like Shiro's role, we may be culminating in a moment of courage or realizing that there is some tenacity, some grit, some like Ur, that we need, some bearing of teeth or some kick ass to accomplish what we've needed to accomplish or to become who we've needed to become. It really, it takes guts to be the one to save you or to take an active even aggressive stance towards self-realization, the things that aren't coming easily. And, you know, that punching bag is heavy the first time that you hit it. I don't kickbox regularly, but I did find it super helpful to have some space to punch and kick things for a while. And the first time I did a class, my whole shin, it looked like I had gotten run over by a car. Also, I bruise very easily, but my whole shin was this deep plum purple. But, you know, as we get used to that impact, our bones actually get stronger and they build in density. So the, the more you kick it, actually, the less the kicking affects you. We become less bruisable. We become less crushable. We're less likely to break because the impact, the punches and the rhythm has made us more resilient. So I think we are looking at some of that resilience and that tenacity here at this full moon. And it's not resilience in that gentle, like, oh, you're so strong, honey. Like, just keep going. It's okay to cry, that kind of way. I mean, granted, that's my preferred way for sure. But that's not really this full moon so much. It's more in the, like, you got to find it in you to kick that bag one more time. You're such a badass. Let it out. Get it. You can do it. And that can be a really empowering energy if we in our own life find that an energy that's hard to harness or something that we're not comfortable or familiar with that energy can be something useful if we can learn to digest it and really take it out in the wider world may not be something that comes out super productively sometimes when we get things that are super hot like this or tending towards the excessive we may see explosions in aggressive activity or even violence, perhaps if there's things that are already sort of exacerbated or tend towards the Mars heavy expression, adding more of it, sometimes it's not necessarily a, a very healthy thing to do. So we may also find in the wider world an impulse or a flood of excessive energy or bravado 
towards martial interests or martial expressions of energy. I think it is nice to note that Mars is near Spica, which is the fixed star that we talked about last month in the September forecast episode. So perhaps, you know, even excessive or tenacious or driving energy towards like public projects or things that are intended for the public or for the civilized good, but perhaps how they're getting done is maybe excessive and aggressive even. Shortly after the full moon on Friday, October 22nd, Mars will square Pluto. And I'm bringing that in because it really is, that's starting to happen with the full moon, which is why I'm using some words like excessive or exaggerated energy. Um, So on Friday the 22nd, a couple days later, this is really the peak of what may be some of that excessive or obsessive Mars energy or aggression or exertion. It's really easy to obsess over something or exert more effort or energy than is needed or helpful or to exert more than is actually possible. I remember one time during a Mars square Pluto transit, my husband, who can be a very martial person (laughs) as well, their relationship to effort, tore a muscle in his calf. He was pushing an excessive load of bricks up a steep hill like way too many pounds of bricks and then tore a muscle in his calf. So things like that, like, you know, just take two trips, like don't try to put them all in at once and like take it up a basically straight vertical line, you know, so just be aware of the tendency to overdo it, to exaggerate the effort of the force that is actually needed for the moment. The tendency even to take things towards a level of competition that isn't needed or helpful. And know that that kind of energy that is probably not going to be moderated by as much self-awareness as I'm sure you have will be happening in the wider world. Saturday, October 23rd is the first day of Scorpio season, and it could be the 22nd for you as well, depending on where you live in your time zone. And the sun is entering Scorpio, which kicks off Scorpio season. And I think of the sun in Scorpio as being a bit like a flashlight or the headlamp on someone going underground. It really shines in gaining strength and being a resilient force and enduring these like great transformative acts. (laughs) And it shines in like riding through deep waters, riding out tough weather and in that strategic punch of just the right moment. We've been talking about the fixed signs all year, which are Scorpio, Taurus, Leo, and Aquarius, because they are highly activated right now by Saturn and Uranus. So when planets travel through any of those signs, they're activating it and they're getting caught up in that tense mix. So with the sun entering Scorpio, it will be activating that Saturn-Uranus soup, that tense and conflicting energy, it's going to be gaining and activating more and more over the next few weeks. The sun will actually officially square Saturn on October 30th. It's like meeting the rock wall of the shoreline, the pressure or the burdens of responsibility, perhaps even the the pressurization to transform or the pressure of transformation itself. Also on the 30th, in addition to the sun squaring Saturn that day, Mars is going to enter Scorpio. And this really starts to change the tone because Mars is also entering that Saturn-Uranus picture in a really active way. We saw some of the riotous, aggressive effects of Mars 
in that mix back in July and also in January as well. But the difference with this time around is that Mars is very strong. Mars rules Scorpio. Mars is the king of Scorpio. So Mars has access to everything he wants to do and achieve and exhibit, which means Mars will be a formidable opponent and a key player. This really activates the Saturn-Uranus square, and Mars is definitely bringing a strong presence. Mars is strategic. Mars is not to be fucked with here. So it's not so much of that impulsive ram charging ahead without thinking, like we would think of in Aries. It's more so that like slice and dice, that cool, calm exterior whose hits are precise and strategic and patient and exacting. It's like striking at the perfect calculated moment the like they thought about it so hard they waited so long studied you so long they knew exactly what we were going to do and they were there to catch your fist when you struck the punch so the competition with mars and scorpio is less pubescent here than in aries the competition is more channeled into badassery it's warrior energy it's calm cold steel nerves that are highly skilled at doing the fuck they want. So it is from this position that we will move into what's obviously going to be some more rough weather of November because we have Mars in such a strong position to duke it out with Saturn and then we have Uranus in the mix as well. So this 30th of October brings a big shift in energy. We may still have a glimmer of good news or optimistic announcements on the 31st or November 1st as Mercury completes that final pass with Jupiter, but it is definitely shifting us and moving us towards some more challenging transits and conflicts coming up next month. So prepare your care, sip the nectars of honey that are available, and also be that honey for others in the ways that you can. Beware of the tendencies to overdo things and to also just really protect your energy as well and be aware and mindful of your energy. There may be a tendency towards the second half of the month to take things to the extreme or go past what you're actually able to do. So if you're able to give yourself some space to adjust and adapt in November, I think that's probably a good idea. And if you have questions about understanding your chart or how these transits do or don't show up in your chart for you over the next few months, feel free to look up a session with me below. Some folks like to book a one-off session. Others have more recurring setup where we meet once a quarter. So there's a lot of different ways to engage depending on what your needs or your goals are, what kind of support that you need. So feel free to reach out as well if you have any questions about that. So astro-wise, I feel like I'm kind of leaving you at this cliff's edge, I guess, to be continued. (laughs) We'll pick back up with November's astrology on the episode that comes out on October 28th. So be sure to subscribe to the show so that you'll get notified when that drops. Okay, I'm going to close us out now with a poem by Mai Dervong, who has a, a way with words that really, really resonates with me. And This poem is called Look to the New Moon. If you must hear the story of my turbulent gaze after waking, the march of my hours to hermit into a higher body, it is that whatever you put into the universe eventually returns. In our oneness of gift, we are eyes together, nerves together, affected together. 
If I've never told you how madly we share in the stars, how it was all founded for you, then let the longing for Arcturus be the gilding of our sleep. I know when your time was in its making, I was left to sing alone, unfed to trample through a hundred layers of night without a heart to hold my guard. If I had known all those days to listen deep into myself so that you would begin to hear me, I'd sooner soak the decibels of your cells into the exhale of my embrace. A scorning within is within coming back to scorn. A rose quartz promise lifted into the world is the world coming back to surrender its love. Even after I took my health into a vineyard of hawks, I could not break myself from caring, but only to seek you, find you, whisper into your palm, you are not lost. You won't be lost. And with that, may you be well. Tend to your suitcase, your preparation, tend to your care and your energy. Check out the links below in the show notes to follow up on any of the announcements or offerings coming up. And I will see you next Thursday. Be well. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a five-star review, subscribe to the show, and share the episode. Check out the links below to learn more about things we talked about and find free resources. If you'd like to continue the conversation, please join us inside of the Homebody Portal, a free online community where you can talk more about the episode, learn with us, and connect with others. Let us be in service to life with courage, creativity, and connection. Thank you for being here. Be well. Peace.